0: And to honor God's Word, stand with me if you're able. And we're going to read a portion of Micah chapter 6. God's Word reads, With what shall I come before the Lord, and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before Him with burnt offering?" with calves a year old. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my womb for the sin of my soul? He has told you, old man, old man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Let's pray together. God, we, uh, we come to spend time with You in Your Word today. We, uh, we ask that You would move through Your Spirit to teach and to rebuke and to correct and to train us in Your righteousness, God. You have a mission for each one of us to share light in the darkness, to make disciples, to be overcomers, uh, to live in Your victory, uh, to enjoy You and to worship You in this week to come. And we just ask that You would help us, God, and, and, uh, and, and just guide us closer to Your heart as we study these Scriptures together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, but leave your Bible open. To the book of Micah, and obviously Micah was—he uh, prophesied to the tribe of Judah. Uh, in the in the Pew Bible uh, tells you around 750 to 700 BC, so he uh, he was around the time of Isaiah the prophet as well, and uh, it was a time of prosperity, and so one of Micah's hearts was. To talk to people, hey, what are y'all doing in this time of prosperity? Why aren't you taking care of the poor? Instead of taking care of the poor, they were oppressing the poor. And uh, they were not doing justice. And they were not showing mercy. And they were not walking humbly with God. Uh, And and, and judgment was coming. Uh, God's judgment against their sin was coming. And, uh, and so sometimes it's, it's hard to wrap our minds around Old Testament history, the history of Israel, a place that we've never been probably. If you have, awesome. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of us have never been there. We, don't, we, we, you know, we struggle as Americans to, uh, to, to grasp history. We're so caught up in our own prosperity as a nation. We're so caught up in our own selves and in our own world. Um, and, uh, and so one thing I thought about what would it be like to be an Old Testament prophet, I guess it would be like uh, uh, to be somebody in the Alamo, remember the Alamo, all Texans remember that right, uh, who knew that Santa Ana was going to win that day. And uh, and so you would have been somebody in there saying, hey, we got to figure out how to get out of here because they're coming and There's no way we're going to win this or we've got to get some more troops or whatever. Uh, You know, somebody who had some insight into what was going to happen. And you went around telling everybody that inside the Alamo and they just ignored you. uh, And and then you all just perished. And uh, and that's a lot of times what happened for the Old Testament prophets. God showed them a vision. That they were going to be punished for their sin and their disobedience to God. And Assyria was coming, this great nation with all these troops and all these resources was coming. And they were going to annihilate them and nobody would listen. And then a lot of times the prophets were like, after that Babylon is coming. Even bigger army, even uh, even going to do you know um, more terrible things to the rest of everybody else that's left. And people just would not listen. And so the, the people of God were being warned by Micah again. Essentially, they were not doing what God required of them. They should have known better, and they refused to listen. And so God promised the nation of Israel in Deuteronomy 8, 11-12, uh, You sure are going to perish. I'll let you look that up. But you're going to perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. You will perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord. And in that passage in Deuteronomy, he's saying, But if you listen to God, and if you obey God, you're going to prosper, and you're going to live, and you're going to thrive. But if you disobey God, you're going to perish. And so the people of Israel disobeyed. They failed to do justice. They failed to love mercy and kindness, and they failed to walk humbly with their God. And so what that passage we read just, you know, talks about, and and what Micah talks about a lot is God cares more about justice, about mercy, and about walking humbly with Him than He cares about your religious offerings. And Israel again and again fell into that. Oh well, we're just going to offer up more sacrifices or go through more motions, and then we're gonna we're gonna. But yet yeah, we're gonna keep being unjust and doing terrible things. And so look, let's look at some of the injustices that Micah addresses in chapter one, verse seven. All her carved images shall be beaten to pieces, and all her wages. Shall be burned with fire, and all her idols I will lay waste. For from the fee of a prostitute shall uh, shall gather gathered them, and to the fee of a prostitute they shall return. And so the people in in Micah's day were leading others to worship anything and anyone but the one true God. And so they would go to these pagan temples and there would be prostitutes there that were part of the sacrifices and, and, uh, and they would do all these things that God's Word again and again says, do not do because you will be punished and you will perish when you do these things. They will no longer have God's blessing on their life. And again and again, they would not only go do those things, but they would lead others And so in any way, shape, or form, when you are leading people to worship anything other than God, the one true God of Israel, the the God and Savior, Jesus Christ, you're, you're misleading people. That's injustice. If you're in any way teaching people not to trust in God, that's one of the greatest injustices on earth because you're leading people to hell. And yeah, you're telling them to embrace their true self and to follow their light and to do whatever else. But the problem with them doing that, if it leads them away from God, is they end up in hell. How unjust is that? That you told them to follow this path. You told them to follow their truth. You told them to listen to Dr. Phil or whoever's on the TV. And you led them to hell. And how unjust is that? That's the greatest injustice. And so for the nation of Israel, they were supposed to be leading the world to God. Leading the world to the truth of God. And instead, they had compromised their witness. And they were leading people to hell. Deeper and deeper into hell. And then in chapter 2, verse 1-4, through he says, Woe to those who who devise wickedness and work evil on their bed. When the morning dawns, they perform it because it is in the power of their hands. They covet fields and seize them and houses and take them away. They oppress a man in his house, a man in his inheritance. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, against this family I am devising disaster from which you cannot remove your necks." And you shall not walk haughtily, for it will be a time of disaster. In that day, they shall take up a taunt song against you and moan bitterly and say, We are utterly ruined. He changes the portion of my people. How he removes it from me to an apostate, he allots our field. And so the people of Israel were devising wickedness from the top, from the leaders, and they were stealing from others. And God says it's not going to go on forever. The punishment is coming for these people. In verse 6 it says, Do not preach, thus, do, thus they preach. One should not preach of such things. Disgrace will not overtake us. And so Micah's preaching that disgrace is going to overtake us. And there prophets or their, you know, people, their leaders are saying, don't listen to that old fool. Don't listen to that man that's preaching, says he's preaching God. No disaster is going to come upon us. Nothing, no no disgrace is going to come upon us. They were refusing the truth of God's word. And they refused to recognize the coming judgment and they were telling people, it's okay not to believe in, in, in the Word of God. It's okay not to believe in the law and the Old Testament. Don't worry about it. No big deal. There's not any disgrace. Look at, look at how we, we live. Look at how we, you know, we eat, drink, and we're so merry, and we're having a great old time. Don't worry about what that old prophet says. How unjust is that? Because that punishment came for those people. Those people perished. Those people suffered. They were imprisoned or killed and they, because they listened to the wrong people. They listened to the wrong leaders. In chapter 3, 1 through 3. And I said, Hear, you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice? You who hate the good. And love the evil who tear the skin from off my people and their flesh from off their bones who eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them and break their bones in pieces and chop them up like meat in a pot, like flesh in a cauldron. Then they will cry to the Lord and he will not answer them. He will hide his face from them. And at that time, because they have made their deeds evil. Think about that verse for a minute. What it describes. And how, how atrocious it is to think about what they're doing. And it all started, they went from, uh, from cutting people up and cooking them in a pot. And that, you know, that's Satan. He wants to destroy you. He wants to mislead you. He wants to numb you. He wants to normalize all, this, all these things in the world that have been normalized, and yet the Bible stands against them and calls them evil. And no matter how normal you think they are, you've got to choose your side. You're going to go with the truth of God and who God is and how He has created us and what the Bible says, or you're going to go with the truth of people. And they've got the media behind them and they've got all this emotion behind them and whatever else. Hollywood's behind them to make us think that the Bible is crazy. And they've got all the answers. And that's exactly what happened in Micah's time. They said they what what, you know, you hate the good and love the evil. And that's more and more what we're seeing is that people hate what God says. They hate it they believe you're a bigot. They believe you should be in jail for believing the Bible or being a Christian or, or telling them they're in sin and, and what, the, what they're doing is wrong. They hate God's Word. They hate Jesus Christ. And we've got to remember that and keep that in mind. It's unjust. For us to not stand for God's truth and know that these people are being led to destruction. And we've got to be careful because these were prophets that were leading people astray. He picks up in verse 9, Hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel who detest justice and make crooked all that is straight. That's what we're faced with today. People trying to make crooked all that is straight. He says, who builds Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. Its heads give judgment for a bribe. Its priests teach for a price. Its prophets practice divination for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, is not the Lord in the midst of us? No disaster shall come upon us. Listen to that verse. Oh, the Lord is with us. He's in the midst of us. Sure, we reject major portions of the Bible, and, and sure we uh, you know we misrepresent. We've kind of created Jesus in our own image, and we've made him hip and cool, and, and you know whatever. But you know the Lord's don't worry about it. And yet judgment is coming, right? Judgment is coming. God is not a fool. And God's Bible is not going to change. He has said his, you know what He has said, and His Word is true, and it's always going to be true. And, uh, and so, what are we going to believe? You know, against all this injustice that was in Micah's world, he foresaw a day, yet you know, he denounces what they're going to do. He tells them judgment is coming, and yet look at chapter 4. He sees a day when people shall flow to the mountain of the Lord. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains. And it shall be lifted up above the hills and people shall flow to it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that He may teach us His ways and that we may walk in His paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and shall decide for strong nations far off. And they shall beat their, pl- their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all the peoples walk each in the name of its God, but we walk in the name of the Lord our God forever. We walk in the name of the Lord our God Forever. So, against all the injustice, against all the horrible things that were coming to the people of Israel, he sees hope. He sees hope. He sees a day when people will flow to the mountain of God and be hungry for the Word of God, longing to be taught His ways so that they can walk in His paths. We don't see how important it is that we gather together and and are hungry for God's Word. I know it's not always easy to study the Bible. And there's not only uh, just us struggling to study anything. It's a struggle to study anything, to learn anything new. But there's also especially a spiritual attack. That comes upon anybody that starts to study the Bible, that starts to read the Bible, especially in a group setting or come into church. And so, you know, it's so awesome when we're hungry for God's word and we say, man, I want to go find a place to eat. I want to go find a place to eat God's word with others. And so, in the midst of all the injustice, the unkindness, the selfish, godless pride that filled Israel, Micah prophesies that there's going to be a ruler that's born in Bethlehem. He's coming from old, from ancient days, he's going to shepherd his people. He you know he's going to shepherd them in strength of the Lord and in the majesty of the name of the Lord and those in his care are going to dwell secure for he shall be great to the ends of the earth and he shall be their peace. Look at verse chapter 5 verses 1 through 5. Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops. Siege is laid against us with a rod. They strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, for from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time and she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and they shall dwell secure for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth and he shall be their peace. And so that is a prophetic uh, of Jesus Christ's coming. And so God in this passage is bringing a case against his unfaithful people. Because of their unjust acts, because of their cruelty, because of their prideful walk against God's Word. And without the presence of God, violence is going to become the norm. He tells them that. Look at 7.2. The godly has perished from the earth, and there is no one upright among mankind. They lie in wait for blood, and each hunts the other down with a net. Think of how prophetic that is even for today. Hands are going to only know evil in verse 3, their hands are on what is evil to do it well. The prince and the judge ask for a bribe, and the great man utters the evil desire of his soul. Thus they weave it together. So there's no longer be, there'll no longer be good. People are only going to be evil, and eviler, and evilist, if that's even a word. right? These people are, 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 are not going to know good anymore. It reminds me as I think about it, it makes me think about the rapture. that you know many, not all believers will agree on that, but that there'll come a time where Jesus is going to rapture those that belong to Him out of this world. Because to, to the wrath of God is going to come. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, He suffered God's wrath in your place already. And so you're, you're taken out of this world as the wrath of God comes against sin. And Micah seems to, to be alluding to that, or, or history you know, will repeat itself as the people of God suffer because they reject Him. In verse 4, remember that, but they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. He talks about that day when we won't need swords and we won't need any of that. But in the day that he sees, you can't even trust your neighbor. You can't even trust your friends. You can't even trust your spouse, he says in verse 7. You can't even trust your family members. A person's enemy, he says, will be of their own house in verse 6. A man's enemies are the the men of his own house. Yet in the midst of all this God-forsaken society that we see in Micah, here's this declaration. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not over me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Hear that declaration today. Paul, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he echoes Micah's call to righteousness. Look in 2 Timothy 3, 1-5. through But understand this, in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, Without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness just like the people in Micah's day did, but denying its power, he says, avoid such people. And then look at verses 12 through 16 which is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced... Oh, that's 2 Timothy 1.12, I'm sorry. I am convinced that He is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Think about that. He says, I'm not ashamed. I know whom I have believed. And so I want to challenge you today in this world that we live in, in this time that looks a whole lot like the time of Micah, where people are calling what is evil good and what is good evil, where people are going to think you're crazy, truly you're crazy for coming to church today, for being a Christian, for believing the Bible is the Word of God and that it is able to to save. And do you know that Paul says, You know, in in 2 Timothy 3, verse 12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe, knowing from whom you learned it, And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That a man of God may be equipped, or may be complete, equipped for every good work. Is that true of you today? Do you desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus? Do you desire to be known as somebody who's confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you've believed with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead? Because there's a world out there of people who don't look evil, but they're evil. And they are imposters. And they're going to go from bad to worse. And they're going to deceive because they are being deceived. Are you living and trusting in the Word of God which is able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ? What is God's Word or what does the Lord require of you in these difficult days? Hold fast to Him. Hold fast to God, no matter what you feel, no matter what you hear, no matter even what you see, walk by faith and not by sight. Look to the Lord as Micah challenged us. God is able. Whatever you're faced with, God is able. Let the the Lord, you know, wait for the Lord. Wait for God in these difficult days. His Word is sound. His Word is trustworthy. Let the Lord be the light that guards your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord be the light that guards your heart while the world lives in darkness. There's a light on in your life. While the world believes lies and deception and oh that's you know that's never going to happen, let there be a light on in your heart. Do justice. One of the most just things you can do is be a Christian who lives the truth of God's word and tells people to turn to Jesus before it's too late. One of the most unjust things you can do is not tell people. They say oh I believe it but I'm just you know I don't want to I don't want to upset people or I don't want to you should be living it you know it ought to be obvious that you love the Lord and that you believe the Bible and that you're living for God do justice love kindness and mercy It's hard to love people when they think you're a fool And when they mistreat you or, you know, whatever, but you've got to keep loving people. And most importantly, walk humbly with your God. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word that is so powerful, that is so able, that is so sound. And God, I just pray against lies of deceit that people are believing today. And I just ask that You would move as we close. Should there be somebody here today that You're working on their hearts? That You're revealing to them that they're lost and that they need a Savior? Help them right now, God, to confess You as Savior and Lord. Help them to believe in Your resurrection power. And God, if there's someone that needs to come forward for prayer today, I just pray that You would move in their life and that You would draw them most importantly to You. But God, just help us as we close to be filled with Your power and to leave this place with Your light shining bright. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.